what's up with you? And when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin, and we are about to discuss the gold standard NXT. Do the recap here and talk about the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, and everything in between with the show this week, which, you know, it was a mixed bag, I will say. You know, I, I still, I always consider NXT the gold standard for sure. I mean, there's, there's, it's just great entertainment, great wrestling that they put on. But yeah, this one, I felt like there were some, I don't know, the main event I felt like was lacking a little bit in terms of just uh, having me caring as much as as maybe they thought, you know, the audience would care. It was lacking Uh, the star power. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I thought there was another choice they could have made for that. But we'll get into that. But um, yeah, what are some of your general thoughts on this episode? Uh, like you said, man, it, it was it was a mixed bag. It was cool. I enjoyed the Cameron Grimes and Finn Balor match. Uh, actually, the tag team match between Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher and Pam that was actually not bad. Yeah, uh, you know that was a pretty pretty good uh, you know tag team match. The cruiserweight champion, not the cruiserweight tournament matches with uh, Jake Atlas that was pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm keeping my eye on him. They might have something for him in, in store, I I see. Uh but yeah, man. That was pretty much to for for a general, you know, Damian Priest showing up, but <laughs> yeah, well, you know I don't wanna be the downer. That. I don't wanna be the downer. We don't talk Wait. about that for sure. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean let, let's I guess let's talk about uh Riddle and Thatcher because that was kind of the biggest thing going on on the show, it seemed like. They they, they gave a lot of focus to that. Um, so it, the, the show started out with that tag team championship matchup, Riddle and Thatcher versus Imperium. And, you know, again, it was a great matchup. Um, but in the end, we did get new tag team champions. We did. Um, the way that ended up, uh, essentially Riddle had thrown, I forget which member of Imperium that this happened to, but it was kind of like a monkey flip, um, that he, that was Fabian Eichner. Okay, so Riddle monkey flipped Fabian Eichner into Thatcher. Thatcher took exception to that, dropped down, and he, you know, he's already already been really annoyed with Matt Riddle and just like how goofy he is, and you know the 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 bro show. I forget what that what they call the newly bro show that the they newly did. Bro, yeah, yeah, just all the goofiness of Matt Riddle just doesn't really vibe well with Thatcher, and they truly are an odd couple. Um, but then, yeah, he, uh, that happened and enough was enough and he, he abandoned him. Um, it was two on one and yeah, Imperium in a handicap situation against Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's great, but there's no way he should be able to beat Imperium by himself and he couldn't. So, couldn't, you know, right. kudos to Imperium, new tag team champions. I am so happy to see them as tag team champions. They deserve it. They're awesome. So happy about that. Um, the Thatcher Riddle situation. So, 
I alluded to it in the opening. I felt like so basically what ended up happening is that they, you know, they had issues with each other throughout the night. They got into a couple of brawls. William Regal uh, told Riddle he could have the match against Thatcher. So the main event was set for Riddle and Thatcher. And then Thatcher came into the the uh, like locker room area and attacked Riddle from behind. And then, you know, the referees or the, the guy that was back there was like, hey, you know, get out of here. You've gone too far. And then um, Thatcher got a monitor and then threw that at Riddle's back, you know, and he's like, all right, I'm leaving now. I'm leaving now. You know, and it was like, it was cool. It was like, you know, standard stuff, you know, for trying to, I guess build a rivalry, you know, you have them have the backstage attacks happen. Uh, but then the the match happens in the main event. I just found myself not really caring still about this matchup. I don't know. It just didn't it just wasn't there for me. And I'm like I'm a big fan of Matt Riddle. You but know, it's more Matt, Timothy Thatcher though, is it? Yes, yeah. I'm not sold on Timothy Thatcher yet. You know, Riddle, he's great and he's he's trying to do everything he can to keep this all entertaining and you know, kudos to him. But Thatcher, yeah, I'm just not there with him yet. You know, is he it needs his character? Um because his wrestling, he he has it. You saw his his yes. wrestling game was on point, bro. No issues with his wrestling. I think his wrestling is on point. I think from a character standpoint, he's just very just general. He's very blah. You know, he's just a very blah character. And it's weird because the team that the tag team, I think, gave him an opportunity to showcase his character. And I almost wonder if this maybe was a mistake to split them up because being paired with Riddle, it makes him a little bit more interesting as a singles competitor. I don't know that Timothy Thatcher really works on NXT on his own the way he is now. So I'm not I don't know. I don't know. Just uh, I think Thatcher, he still does need some work. I think Timothy Thatcher is more of a hard-nosed character. That's the vibe I got, you know, the no-nonsense. Because even when they came into the ring and, you know, when Matt Riddle usually does his, he flipped the sandals off, I guess, on an accident. <laughs> Timothy Thatcher, like, what the hell? Hit him in the face. <laughs> yeah, no. He was already pissed off from jumping about that now. So he was just itching for a reason just to blow this up. This this tag team between him and Riddle, yeah. but uh, I thought that was great, man. From from Timothy Thatcher, like you know, they just don't gel. But I have a, I pick up a little bit of character from you know what he's trying to project. But I don't know to your point if it gels well more with the NXT crowd. Yeah, I, I just I think that you know Timothy Thatcher, that hard nose, no nonsense character, I think can work. But also too, like I think a guy's like Killian Dane. Like, he has a similar vibe to him, right? Like, no-nonsense, you know, brutal type of wrestler. I mean, Timothy Thatcher's more of a grappler submission guy, you know, in terms of his style. But, again, the wrestling isn't the issue. But his character, you know, Killian Dane, because I'm just going to stick with this comparison, he just seems more interesting to me. You know, like, maybe it's because the way they built built him up, they showed him uh, like kind of talking about where he came from and his background and the, the tough uh, upbringing and the, the situation in his home country, you know, and just the, you know, and then even in his video, like you see the riots and you kind of get a complete picture of where Achilles Dane comes from and who he is. And then that's it. Now I'm just sold. I'm just in. Like anytime I see Killing Dane, I'm like, yes, I'm here for this. Timothy Thatcher, I think maybe we need that. You know, we need to find out more about who he is because he just seems like a like a blank canvas still. Like I just don't know anything about him really. Um, 
you know, I, I feel like I think he was on Evolve like before he got to to NXT, and I, I'm sure they that did he, say that they said he was like the longest champion. I don't know what type of champion it was, but I remember hearing that accolade. It was from Tom Phillip uh, when he was debuted, like something that he was the longest champion for Evolve. Okay. So, I mean, that's cool, you know, and if you're watching Evolve, like, maybe you you already have, like, a built-in interest into Timothy Thatcher, but, you know, coming to NXT, you know, if you if you haven't seen him on Evolve and you don't know all of this, like, I, I just think it makes it hard to really, you know, care, you know, about the character without knowing much about him, and then his look is very just generic, so... Well, I don't know, know if it's generic. I thought he was fresh out of prison, man, remember? <laughs> First debut, yeah. I, like this but, dude is fresh out. I guess I'm just being honest. Like that's kind of worn off to me. You know, like it's yeah. just that's that, it's just not enough anymore for me to to care about that. Like, okay, you know, cool. He has this 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 rough neck. Like he's seen some things. Kind of looked to to him overall. But I mean, I just. I, because he was paired up with Matt Riddle, like I feel like that was helping the character because they're so opposite. It made it funny. And now I'm I'm forced to look at him on his own. And would I be willing to buy a ticket to see a Timothy Thatcher match? And I I would say no right now. Like he's not interesting enough right now. Can he be? Could he grow into that? Absolutely. He totally could. I'm not going to rule him off. I don't think he's way too early to say that. But I'm just speaking to what I'm saying now. And I feel like he's 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 just very he feels very you know general generic kind of you know wrestler to me right now he's got some in terms of his wrestling it's fine it's more about his character than the wrestling okay uh yeah like i said his you know his his character to me you know what it what it project is that hard nose nonsense i ain't got Anytime play with any time a joke you're trying to tell me, no, hell no. It's like the sales, as soon as the salesman's approach him, he's like, hell no, don't talk to me approach. So I, I get that. I, I think they just need to harp more. Maybe, like you said, uh, some type of video about his, his history should help, though. Yeah. You know, it, what's funny, too, about this is I feel like this story is actually going to end up with. Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle reuniting and winning back the tag team titles for some reason. I kind of see that happening. I feel like this is just they just working is they just working a few kinks out. Yes, this is I how they like, get to know each other. <laughs> yes, I think this is the way that they're going to get to know each other even more by wrestling each other. I could see them gaining a respect for each other and then becoming uh, a tag team, a full fledged tag team, because now they've gone through it. Now they've they've because sometimes you know like. You know, with with it takes you just have to fight it out, you know, with some people, some people you get along right away and that's cool. But sometimes if you're so different and you just don't get along and, you know, you butt heads and then you have that big blow up and then you just you fight. But you once you fight, it's kind of like, okay, we got that out the way. Right now we can we, we can see on the same page. So and I think that might be what this is, which could be an interesting story. You might be right, man. That you might be on to some, you know, Sherlock Cuffies. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I, I'm just trying to look at it like, do I see you know Timothy Thatcher becoming heel and then going on the singles run and and having a storyline on his own past Matt Riddle? I'm not I'm not excited about that. I think it's more interesting though if again you just continue his his team up with Matt Riddle. And, you know, like I said, just use this to kind of help them, you know, work out the kinks of their relationship and, you know, get over whatever issues they have with each other. Because they clearly had issues from day one of yeah. being a tag team. That's what um, Tatra said. I'm like, I'm not down for these antics, the newly bro show and all of that. Yeah. Flip flops. 
<laughs> and then he hit him with the flip-flops. Hit like. him with the flip-flops. First time was accident. Then he purposely did it the second time during <laughs> a main event match. <laughs> like, whoa, man. Like, come on. So, yeah, it, it's it's... I think there's potential there for them to tell an interesting story to lead back to becoming tag team champions again. Um, you know, the main event, I think, like like you said, it, it lacks. It felt like I don't know if Matt Riddle to me is enough is good enough to be in any main event. I think it's yeah. just on the Timothy Thatcher side, like just that character not being there for me yet. That's why I wasn't really, you know, feeling the main event overall. Um, but, you know, in terms of what's to come later on down the line. Um, I think it could get, could get more interesting with time. Yeah, well, me too. I, I, you know what? I think it would help if Timothy Thatcher would change up his uh, change up his re- uh, wrestling gear. It's very generic, like you yeah. know, when you have that generic, you know, uh, what's that uh, again? WWE 2K. You're trying to curate, and you usually it's just one of the those just character characters you know, with and- the the white <laughs> or colored trunks, whatever with the. You know, with the long lace boots, that type of dude. That would be Timothy Thatcher look. So yeah. if you change it up, I think that would help. Maybe some type of real prison look. Default wrestler 32 in the CBCW <laughs> creator wrestler mode, basically, is what there Timothy you. Thatcher looks like right There now. you go. Yep. <laughs> just feel, pick a generic move. Well, not, I mean, the move set again, it's fine. But, like, just your yeah, grappler's submission. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Just, like, pick, uh, you know, William Regal's uh, move set. You know, and then put yeah, just generic look on him, and that's basically Timothy Thatcher. He's he's gonna work out the kinks. I think he'll be fine down the road, but just right now, he's still definitely a work in progress. That's that's just what I'm saying. But more to come from from both of these guys for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, the next. So after the just to kind of take a step back, um, we had that tag team matchup, and we talked about everything that happened with Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher. But after that tag team matchup in the beginning, where Imperium became the new champs. We had Tegan Knox and Indy Hartwell uh, have a matchup, which I mean, this was this was just a showcase for Tegan Knox, really. Like it was, she, she just yeah. beasted this girl, and I, I don't know if Indy Hartwell is, you know, like what their plans are for her. I mean, she's she's basically basically just job to to Tegan Knox essentially. Is That's what not I saw. impressive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like okay, you know, it's it's fine. <laughs> But, um, you know, I guess the more interesting thing for me is uh, Tegan Knox and her next step. Like, do you see, I guess the, the, the question is with, with this match and then just with everything that she's been doing, what do you see as the next uh, uh, logical step? Do you think that she should go back to fighting Dakota Kai? Do you see her taking that next step up and facing Charlotte potentially after you know this Rhea Ripley Io Shirai thing gets settled? Like, wh- what do you think is is what do you think of of where she's at right now and, wh- and the, her p- potential matchups coming up? That's funny that you asked me that because I was actually thinking about that when I was watching this match on uh, Thursday. And I was thinking about, like, where can Tegan Knox go from here? I'm thinking, because when I was seeing her wrestle, she reminds me of this Becky Lynch. Yes, how she was exactly what I was thinking. Yes, how she was just, the way she was built. And I'm seeing the same ex- identical roadmap for Tegan Knox. And I think she can be that one right there, man. Yeah. 
I I see uh, potentially the next Becky. I do. I see the next Becky. And you know what? It's funny because she has the red highlights in her hair now too. Yeah. So yep. you know, that, that definitely doesn't hurt. You know, to invoke the image of Becky Lynch. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> but, at um, all. Yeah, I think you know for Becky, her her um, you know rise in NXT. It's funny because she was that fourth member that fourth wheel basically in the four horsewomen like she wasn't really seen as um you know a, a champion like i think she was uh um with sasha for a little bit as her kind of lackey quote unquote and you know she had a couple different um really great matches too in NXT on her own as well but um of all of the members of the four horsewomen i feel like she was the one that stood out the least at first mm-hmm. and then she started to find her character and you could see the ring attire kind of change a little bit and she was having a little bit more fun with it and then uh you know when she went to to raw and smackdown it was like you know things just took off basically after you know her her you know ronda rousey moments and all that so we we know the the rise of becky lynch but there are some parallels here because with tegan knox in the may young classic you know she she looked good and she had a great storyline and you know the injury happened but she does have that kind of like she almost uh at first seemed to kind of fade in or blend in i should say with the rest of the women's roster, which is an awesome roster to blend in with, by the way. But, you know, she just she didn't really stand out. But now that you can kind of see her having fun with it. She has a Captain Marvel gear. Yeah. You know, she had, <laughs> you know, she has a darker, um, more aggressive side to her now since fighting her best friend, Dakota Kai, you know, in a couple of uh, like a cage match. And, you know, that uh, what was it? A, a ladder a TLC type matchup they had, um, you know, just the evolution is happening in sort of a similar way. So yeah, man, I, I watch her and I'm saying, dang, she's got that potential for sure yes. to be that next, like, man, that next Becky Lynch. Next woman on deck, man. And you would yeah. say Tegan Knox. Yep. yep. Like she has the look, she has the wrestling chops. Uh, like, like, like to point it out, man, she's definitely kicked it up in, you know, the aggression. I saw it in, in this match alone against Indy uh, Hartwell. You know, yeah. with that shining wizard and just ending it like that. Like, okay, want to see more of that and just, you know, start to show some dominance in the women's division. Yeah, and, and I guess no offense to Becky, too, but creatively in the ring, I feel like uh, she Tegan Knox is oh, a yes. little bit more yes. creative with her moveset, you know? She's more like, of a striker. Yes, you know, she's and and just uh, I don't know, even the choke slam that she does, you know, not her paint or favorite <laughs> yes. wrestler. Like, it's just so funny to see, but it's it's cool. It's like I just I love seeing that. Um, you mentioned the shining wizard. Uh, she does that European uppercut. You know, she's she's got some great striking moves, the cannonball in the corner, like a lot of just just creative moves. That whereas with Becky, she's very straightforward. You know, like when you say strike, I mean, she's like almost like Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Yes. Brawler, just straight up. Hey, we're going to fight. And, you know, I'm not going to be fancy. I'm just going to kick your ass. That's it. You know, that's Becky Lynch. And we love her for it. You know, but for for Tekin, yeah, she she can mix it up and and kind of just like strike with different creative moves that makes it really enjoyable to watch in a different way. Um, So, yeah, man, the sky's the limit for Tegan. It is, man. Like, I I, I can't wait to see what the future can hold for Tegan. Like, is it promised as we say right now? Do they see her the same way we, you know, uh, we see Tegan? Uh, Only time would tell, man. That's a great question because I feel like Triple H does. Yeah, 
Yeah. I feel like William Regal does. Vince, that's ah, a totally different question. You got to sell him. You got <laughs> to sell him. Make totally sure he's not eating question. no steak. No. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting, exactly. a, getting a massage. Hit him at the right opportune time. Yep, yep. <laughs> I mean, seriously, man. Like, it's just so tough to know, like, if Vince is really going to be behind, uh, you know, any of these superstars. So, um, I'm not sure. But definitely on NXT, I think as long as she's on NXT, she's fine. She's good. Um, if they decide to move her to Raw or SmackDown, um, I, that's where I start to get really worried. Um, I'm not sure where where she would fit in currently. I think she would be, like, every woman on the NXT roster that was in that um Survivor Series matchup, and that's featured in any takeover that they do. They're all great. Like that women's roster is awesome. So, in my opinion, like they all have that opportunity to be great on Raw or SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But we see, like, even with Shanna Baszler, there's been questions. Like Vince, we, we, like people have been speculating he's not really behind even Shanna Baszler, who was so dominant in NXT. Um, so it just, if that's the case with her, then. Anybody could. We don't know about how he feels about anybody. Then, if he could feel that way about Shayna Baszler, so you know, only time will tell for sure. But um, on NXT, I think the sky's the limit. It is, man. Yeah, you know, it's just going to be a very exciting. Like we're we just ge- geeking ourselves up right now. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. And you know, speaking of the women's division, we did have Rhea Ripley put Charlotte and EO on notice, uh, basically oh, yeah. saying, "Hey, that is her title." And if she has to go through Io Shirai to, to get that title back, she will. You know, like, she, if she has to put Io in her place, fine. Um, so, yeah, really feeling that matchup between Rhea and Io. I think that's happening next week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, How do you feel about that? That's like two of your fam- favorite wrestlers in the women's division for NXT going at it. Like, are you having conflicting feelings right now? Nope, I love it. I love it. I, I'm here for it. It's, I feel so, like so it's who a you got then? Who you picking? Rhea. I, I, I pick Rhea in that matchup. Just she's she's just Not way too Eo. fired up. Okay. Yeah, I, I think she's way too fired up, man. She's pissed off. Now, what probably will happen is it'll be a triple threat. I feel like that's probably what, what they're gonna do mm. because I think Triple H and William Regal they have so much respect. They love both of those. They love EO and they love Rhea. So I think if they had to make a pick, I would say it's going to be Rhea. But they may have Charlotte just interfere with this matchup. And, you know, both of them end up getting a title opportunity um, at this new takeover that they're doing in your house, celebrating the 25th anniversary, I believe it is, of In Your House. So that was another announcement, too. Which is cool, uh, man, because we was talking about, you know, takeovers, like where they bring them back. And speaking of it, which is speaking of next month. They in did. your house, 25th anniversary. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I would say Rhea, um, without question. I just feel like that the momentum is starting to pick up right where it left off. Um, I think Eo's time is coming, but, you know, it feels like as long as Charlotte is champion, I feel like it's Rhea and Charlotte. Like, that's that's the collision course right there, man. Um, Eo, I could see Eo becoming champion pretty soon, maybe taking the belt um, off of Rhea, potentially. I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes because the the hot potato with the women's title, I kind of, I, I want them to not do that necessarily. I don't think they would do that, man. They'll treat it well. Right, right. So that's tricky, man. But um, Rhea, I, I feel like it's 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 her and Charlotte. Like that's the feud. Um, that's the one that that they're that they're going to put most of the momentum behind, and and I'm here for it. But I could see it being a triple threat as well, which would be a lot of fun. 
All right, man. All right, because I just wanted to get your feelings. I'm like, I wonder if Hafiz feels conflicted. Because you got EO, you got Rio going at it. Is he gonna? Is he gonna take his time on who to pick? But you came out like, nope. Win, win. <laughs> Rhea Ripley. Win, like, Damn, win. that was too easy. <laughs> must stop yeah. about this already. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's just you know, I, I'm such a big fan of both of them that the idea of them facing each other, I don't know. I just feel really excited about that matchup, and I think that the two of them are going to put on a hell of a show, and that's just something I look forward to. And there's there's no, I guess, because of how this the, the Charlotte. Uh, Rhea matchup had me feeling like I wasn't even mad that Rhea lost. Like I, I, I left that match feeling like, you know, we they both won. So I think the same thing will be true of this matchup. I think Rhea and Io can both leave this matchup like they both won because they both did a kick ass job. So you know, we we, we that so, match is it's almost bulletproof. Like I don't think that match can fail because those two bring it every time. So yeah, man, I'm excited. It's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, I can't wait for next week. Good old women's brawl for EO. Let's go. Let's go. I'm here for it. I'm a, I'm, uh, I'm and obviously I'm gonna pick Rhea too for next week. Well you you got Rhea? I got Rhea going over here. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. Um so then we've got uh yeah, so the the NXT Cruiserweight Championship Tournament. We had uh you, you mentioned it a little bit before, uh, Jake Atlas, he got picked up the victory over Tony Nice. And then later on, we would have Jack Gallagher um, go against who was it that he faced? It was uh, it was who was it? Swerve it, Scott. Swerve Scott. Swerve Scott. Yep. Yeah. So Swerve, which um, yeah, Swerve was talking a lot of a lot of crap about. Um, he was uh, Jack Gallagher from the sense of you know if I didn't win a match in this tournament, I might just quit wrestling. Like, basically, just <laughs> like damn. <laughs> Let him know, like, you should just retire. Like, right. you're done. Um, and then Jack Gallagher won. You know, he pulled off the the quote-unquote upset, you know, and beat Swerve Scott. You know, so uh, I, I guess, so that outcome, you know, it kind of made me a little bit sad for Swerve because yeah. I, I want to see Swerve be in that title matchup. I want to see him become champion and have a belt. And really live up to the name that you know. This is Swerve's house. Not gonna happen. That man. Off. Making yeah. a, they're making a path for Drake. You so heard you what th- Jake Atlas said before the before his match started. He was talking about uh, Drake Maverick. He hope he can beat Kushida and Ty. So so wait, are you saying a path for Jake Atlas or a path for Drake Maverick? Oh, not uh, Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick. Okay, yeah, yeah. That oh man, but. If he beats Kushida, I just, for me, that just seems so unrealistic. I don't, just, I don't know how I'm going to buy that. I probably I, won't. I won't. I don't think I will. <laughs> I don't think I will. This is Kushida, man. Come on I now. know, man. I know. I know, just, man. Just, I don't see it. I don't. I don't. And I think I'm just going to be mad. This match happens, happens next week, right? I, it has to, Yeah. Is there this any, is any reason for, for Drake to get any type of interference? Do you see it? No, no? I, I don't. I see it being clean. Unless, unless he like pulls the tights or something like that, you know, like maybe some kind of heel tactic. Yeah. But yeah, this is Kushida, man. Like, no. Just let him lose. And then if you want to, you know, say, hey, he did a kick-ass job. He, he fought his ass off. And, you know, we're going to go ahead and, and, and keep him around for a little bit longer. Cool. Fine. Like, that would be more believable. But, 
you know, if you have him beat Kushida, it kind of also still like that bad taste in, in some of our mouths around this whole like he was released. He cut that video and then all of a sudden they're using it in the storyline and it just feels weird. It'll feel even worse, I think, if he beats Kushida, you know, and, and beats Kushida clean. Potentially, it's like, wait, what? What just happened? Um, so I just yeah, I, I think Kushida have Kushida win and then you can do the Drake Maverick uh, redemption story like another way, you know, but but not like this, man. Not with a win over Kushida. It seems like that's what they're going to do. They are going to do it this way. Not yeah. What you propose, but they're going to do it. That's what it seems like. They're making a path for Drake Maverick. Yeah, it just feels like a mistake. It just, it just, that it's just, a huge mistake for him to, you know, <laughs> on TV, national TV to beat Kushida. Yeah, like what? He's not. He's just. You just see it. Like it's. It's just not realistic. I just can't. I can't buy it. And hey, we'll we'll see how they they play this out. But I, I, there is no. I just can't envision buying it. I can't envision being like, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he, it made sense. He beat him, and cool. You know, short of like some crate like underhanded tactic that he uses to beat Kushida. No, he'll you know? probably use the most ultimate. Superpower OP move, God. the roll up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> super. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, powers up and rolls him up. <laughs> Most powerful right. roll up ever. <laughs> that was terrible. Come on, man. Is it is Bushida. the most powerful OP move in wrestling history, man. The roll up. Is it not? Yeah, man, it is. It totally is. It's for whatever reason. Some of these dudes, man, I don't know. They just, they can't, they don't have that core to be able to kick out. You know? <laughs> they just don't. They don't. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Just, uh, but I, I'm rooting for Kushida to win. And they, they just, just have some realism with this matchup. Because I just, I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. Um, you know what? I just realized that I missed something that happened in, on NXT because mean? I'm looking at these results and one thing that stands out and it's so funny because it's it's similar to what, you know, AEW has been doing. The Undisputed Era had a Zoom call. Oh yeah, oh hell yeah they did, bro. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't see this. I'm mad. What? I, I, I don't oh, know how I missed it. Oh man. I don't know how I missed it. It would have just made your heart flutter. It was oh. so it was so lovely, man. Just seeing the cohesion, the dynamic between the, the undisputed. You see, first you see Adam Cole and uh, what was it, Kyle O'Reilly on the call, all right? Uh, and he was like, "Oh, hey, hey, buddy!" There was like, "Woo, woo, 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 woo," but to each other. And you see, you see Kyle O'Reilly got the whole quarantine beard going on. It's look, it's a good beard too. You know, it's looking nice and, and lustful and thick. And then Bobby Fish comes on too. He's the third person. They all go, "Hey, Fish!" Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> They're all just having a ball. And then Roger comes on. They're like, "Oh, Roddy!" Woo, 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 woo. And then, uh, and then, oh my God, Kyle O'Reilly. He was amazing. He was like, "You know what, man? You." Like, you destroyed the dream, by the way, uh, Adam Cole. He was like, you know what? I did, man. I embarrassed him. I was like, yeah, you did, kind of. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Oh. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
You know, I had to throw that in there, man. It did. So they're talking about Dexter Loomis. He was like, you know who really annoys me? Dexter Loomis. And that's what Adam Cole was uh, talking about. And then Kyle Raleigh had a suggestion. He was like, on the count of three, everybody shout out who should face Dexter Loomis. It was like, one, two, three. Roddy. They was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Even Roddy pointed <laughs> And Roddy said, me. And it, it was it was hilarious. They all decided that. It was like, okay, Roddy, you're going to go against Dexter Loomis. So they're setting that up, man. So it was it was a hilarious Zoom call, though. Oh, man. I'm seeing it on the screen now, man. That's that's hilarious. That's great. That's great. It, it uh, you know, for anybody watching AEW, you know, it kind of feels like the way you described it, the way I'm seeing it, a little bit like the bubbly bunch, but yeah. in a different kind of way on a Zoom call instead of on, you know, their version of TikTok or whatever yeah. they were, they've been using. Um, yeah, man, it, it, this is, this is great. Just when they have fun like this, when any, you know, any group of wrestlers has fun like this, it's, it's entertaining and it's, it's kind of cool to just see them just kind of like cut loose a little bit, and especially, I guess, Bobby Fish, even more than anybody just seeing him a little bit, just, just having fun and doing the woo, woo, woo thing. Like, hey, oh right? my God. That was hilarious, man. I was That's loving awesome. that, man. Every time somebody else joined the Zoom call, woo, woo, woo. oh man (laughs) yeah man gosh and you know what real quick too shout out to adam cole because he's you know a hardcore gamer and he has a twitch channel i'm trying to do are you following his his twitch surprisingly no oh man i gotta get you know what i gotta get back into twitch man because i just i just resurrected my gaming channel by the way i put a harmless plug it's called where you're hard at gaming reaction on youtube and i did a cross promotional plug on that one anyway too so if you check it out we're plugging this show too nice yeah wait a minute pause real quick just just you don't have to say like you know like quick shameless plug on this like go ahead and plug it just plug it man like if 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 anywhere man you could do that here that's awesome. yeah, it is our show we own it whatever <laughs> yeah yeah so check it out oh, on youtube man. where your heart at gaming nice. channel so yeah i play with my family since i'm playing solo right now uh, what we're playing, uh, Call of Duty Warzone, that free game, which is, Ooh, oh, my nice. God, I, that's like my new love. It's like Fortnite, but 10 times better. They kind of use that concept of Fortnite, the whole Battle Royale, but yeah. they made crazy improvements. You you can earn weapons. Uh, it's not like not about, you know, cosmetic changes, it's all about, you know, earning XP and upgrading your weapons and all that, man. Nice, nice. Man, that's awesome, man. So yeah, definitely check that out. That's awesome. Keep plugging that here, man. Don't don't hesitate on that. Um, oh, yeah. And at some point, I'm gonna find Adam Cole's Twitch channel, and then I'll plug that here too, just so people can. Oh, uh, yeah. Here it is. It's uh, Twitch.tv backslash the Chugs. So the T H E Chugs C H U G S. So just shout out to to uh, Adam Cole on that gaming channel as well. And you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and plug um, my brother's gaming channel too. This is kind of a shameless what? plug. I didn't know that, man. I didn't know your brother had a gaming channel. Now I'm about to. Yeah. As soon as you say it, man, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. So so <laughs> Relativity Games um, is a gaming channel that my brother and and his uh, the guys at his company has. Um, they recently did a fundraiser for COVID nineteen. Uh, basically, they did Mario Kart for, I think it was, uh, man, I forget how many hours. I want to say it was 8 to 12 hours plus, plus or something like that. It was a long, uh, basically, marathon for raising money. It was a fundraiser that they were oh, doing wow. for, for COVID-19 and, and to just help with relief efforts around that. So just shout out to, to Relativity Games. Uh, they've got a Twitch channel. 
Please check it out. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, just uh, let's <laughs> just getting the plugs uh, rolling uh, for everybody out there. But, um, yeah, man, just um, this this was this was cool. This uh, Undisputed Era, you know, thing. I'm, I'm, I got to see it just now while you we were talking about it. Just seeing them all, you know, the cohesion, like you said. Um, it's it's they were one of a kind team and just seeing them have fun like this, man. It was pretty cool. So, yeah, man. Shout out to, to the Undisputed Era. More of this. For sure, from them uh, during this, because uh, yeah, they were basically all at home too, and they're you know you just you see them just um, you know just still having fun, still finding a way to communicate and keep in touch while you know doing the social distancing through Zoom. So <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, man. So let's keep it uh, rolling through the card here. Um, we had a couple of video packages beyond this. I'm just going to run through real quick. Uh, Karrion Cross and, and Scarlet Bordeaux kind of put everybody on, on notice. Um, and a special shout out to the WWE for bringing back an old school theme song. Um, it was a song they used for Armageddon back in the, in the day. It's called The End, I believe is the name that's of it. Why that's why that song sounds familiar. I was trying to pin it. I'm like, yeah. where have I heard this song before? Dude, it's it's maybe my favorite uh, WWE um, video package theme that they've that they've done because I I always remember that theme song like of all the the different pay per view themes that they've ever had that one always stuck with me the most you know because the, the I don't even know who the the uh, person is that's that's singing that the that uh, hook there but you know it's the end is here like you know the game is over yes. like I just I know that <laughs> song so well no more pretend Ending. No more. No more. It's like, oh, I'm ready for this. Let's yes. go. Oh, man. So it's just so good, man. So Very just shout cross. out. Thank you, WWE, for, for bringing that back. And it fit Carrying Cross and Scarlet so well. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I, was, I was digging that whole video package. So awesome job there. Um, and then there was one as well for Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, just kind of showing them. I just get these Shawn Michaels diesel yeah, vibes yep. from them, man. Like, it's just so cool. So, yeah, just great video package basically showing. That's like, a hey, solid one. I like that one. You know, you got Raquel Gonzalez being shown riding her motorcycle as she's coming in when uh, Dakota Kai talking about how what the reason why she's changing, you know, the character change, why the flipping in, in the switch, just like that. So it, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, man. Just just great way to just build them up and, and show like, hey, they're a force to be reckoned with. So I really enjoyed that. And it's funny, speaking of Shawn Michaels, they did follow that up with Shawn Michaels and Triple H, you know, showing uh, that NXT is going to bring back one of the classic pay-per-views to kind of celebrate the anniversary. I believe it was the 25th anniversary of In Your House. Um, so they're bringing that back. It's going to be on June 7th. Um, on the WWE Network, so NXT in your house, ta- the takeover pay per views are back, uh, and 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 making an homage basically to in your house, which is pretty cool. And we we had a cameo from Road Dog. He showed up yes, uh, out of nowhere, just kind of hiding behind the monitors. Um, yeah, man, 
man. It was it was pretty cool. It was funny because they were talking about, you know, Shawn Michaels had a match with somebody. Road Dogg had a match with somebody at an in-your-house. And then with Triple H, he was like, nope, I don't think I was there. Nope. But I guess apparently he got his face rubbed in some doo-doo or dog doo-doo or something like that. <laughs> and that's why he didn't want to bring it up. So, you know, just the, the Triple H trolling has continued from his 25th anniversary show. It's just a nonstop troll fest for Triple H a little bit. But, you know. Um, it, it is what it is. And I think they've actually, I don't know, that doesn't rub me the wrong way as much as it did back on, uh, SmackDown. Um, they've, they've since, uh, they, they, I think on that raw after, by the way, just to, to divert a little bit, they started showing some of his best matches again and kind of, you know, we're, we're paying tribute to Triple H a little bit there. And even on the WWE network, they did a whole thing about, you know, just, uh, celebrating his 25 years and showing some of his greatest matches. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it was, it still feels a little bit awkward to go back and look at the Vince McMahon situation and them turn off the lights. And, you know, I thought that the comedy there didn't work as well, but, um, you know, it is what it is. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Cause I know I had some strong feelings on that, but, um, yeah, man, uh, NXT takeover in your house, in your is, house. is, uh, is coming, June 7th, so looking forward to that. Cannot wait for um, that, man. I think I remember my favorite in, in my house was, uh, I, I still remember I watched it scrambled because, you know, I didn't, we we're not going to order that paper. Couldn't convince my parents. Not going to happen, so I had to watch it scrambled. But at the time, it was In Your House, I think, In Your House 6, where Razor Ramon and the 123 Kid, and it was the championship match between, I think it was Diesel. And Brett, Brett the Hitman Hart in the Steel Cage match, if I believe. I remember that. Damn. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I can't remember a specific in your house to bring up now. I'm sure if I dug in and looked at the network, I could I could maybe pull out some some matches that I really enjoyed. But just it's really cool to see them, you know, digging in and give this to NXT and say, hey, you know, like uh, you go ahead and run with the anniversary. We'll we'll showcase that on on uh, on Takeover with yeah, Takeover. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, the only thing that was weird about this to me was the the wording that Triple H used. He said, you know, uh, one more time we're gonna bring Takeover to you live, and it, it almost sounded like he it was like this is the last time we would see a Takeover in the way he said it. Like, it just was the tone mm. that he used and the words that he chose. He said, one more time. I'm like, that. what, what? does like, that mean? Yeah. Right, right. So maybe this is like kind of a, a one-off while we're going through this pandemic and maybe they're not going to do takeovers until, you know, after this, until everything, you know, gets figured out, you know, so like maybe that's what he means. Um, cause takeover, man, it's been one of those, maybe the only pay-per-view where, you know, it's always going to be great. It's always like, going to be on period. point, bro. Yes. Period. You so, already know five matches. That's all you need. You know, there's no bathroom break required. It's going to, you're going to enjoy this program. Yeah. So yeah, man, definitely you do, you do not end something that's that great. Like you have a formula that works. You have a great roster that can pay that off. Just keep doing those takeovers. I mean, if anything, it would be cool if at a certain point they did mix, you know, the NXT rosters into some of these, you know, WWE proper pay-per-views, you know, the SummerSlams, the WrestleManias, the Royal Rumbles and all that a little bit more. And that would be cool. But at the same time, takeover is something special. It is. And I don't want to lose that. So I think the WWE or NXT still having takeovers 
just they should definitely keep that. And I feel like, you know, to to the point of having takeovers for NXT, it could be cool to go back to, say, Raw and SmackDown having their own pay-per-views as well uh, to showcase their talent a little bit more. Exclusive pay-per-views like they used to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be not a bad route to go just to give some more time to, you know, some of the mid-tier talent that doesn't get to to be on the main card. That's sometimes on the pre-show. I did miss that. That was one of the disadvantages when 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 they decided just to break away from the exclusive pay-per-views. Yeah. 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 I think that, like, for instance, Jeff Hardy and Cesaro being on the pre-show for this last Money in the Bank and then people not even not getting to see that because, yeah, pre-show, not everyone's watching pre-show. People are looking at the main card and, you know, getting excited for those matches. So if you have an exclusive pay-per-view, that gives you the opportunity to just, you know, have that be on the main card for that pay-per-view. So, yeah, just like TakeOver is an exclusive to NXT, it could be cool to just go back to that for Raw and SmackDown as well. Um, you know, I think that would be cool. But, you know, that that's uh, we'll, we'll wishful thinking a little bit, fantasy, you know, talk a little bit there. But uh, I just want to throw that out. Um, before we get into, I guess, the feature thing we've been waiting to talk about, which is the Finn Balor situation, there's a couple more matches here. Um, Aaliyah and Caden Carter, they had a matchup. Caden Carter submitted Aaliyah. Cool. That happened. Uh, Robert Stone was there. Looked like Aaliyah was trying to. He was not impressed. Uh, he wasn't impressed. <laughs> she, was, she was trying to impress him. It didn't work. It didn't work. He, he was like, no. She grabbed his arm. He took her arm off of his arm. Yeah. It was like. No, stand back. She messed up when she, right before she lost, she was trying to go for a a move off the top row from the second. She was like, you know what? I'm going to do a moonsault. (laughs) She decided to turn around, messed up. Kaden Carter got the win. Congrats for Kaden Carter. She's been on this losing streak. Yeah. It's nice to see her get a win. I know. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, man, it was it was, it was was not working for Robert Stone. He, he wasn't having it. He didn't want no like, parts of no. that. <laughs> no. He was disgusted. No, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> he was disgusted. He was like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. No. <laughs> I got a kick out of that. I really did. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, man. Just, I'm like, the okay. Robert Stone I, I, brand. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. No, no. Um, <laughs> and then we had dinner with the Gargantos, oh, which <laughs> this, this, I could get used to this being a regular segment. You know I me. Too. I, I'm, I'm a Gargano family oh, fan, man. man. I'm, I'm, I'm here for them. Candace and Johnny, they are great. And yeah, dinner with the Garganos. It was just, it was just. He still has that damn cup on the table, man. Like yes, he does, man. <laughs> proving the point, man. Yeah. Oh, man. But now, so you'll be happy to hear this was the first time that in this whole thing with Johnny and Candace, I'm like, okay, now they're they're full fledged going to go the other way because (laughs) Keith Lee and Mia Yim. No, you can't can't say what you're saying about Uh them. You can't. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. Keith Lee, he's he's the man right now. And so Gargano said he he said Dodger Kovac was light work, bro. He said light work. He said light work. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> that was hilarious. I'm like, come on, Johnny. <laughs> right, man. Like, <laughs> like really light work, but you said it, bro. Yeah. Say said light work. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I loved it. I love the cockiness of it. I just love him just going for that, you know. But yeah, no, nah, he wasn't light work. He had him. He had you beat. I got kicked like, out of that though. It was he, said, he said it like he was convinced by that, bro. He was yep. like, man, it's like, too easy, too easy. <laughs> <laughs> The iPad on the dinner table. Yes. <laughs> look, at, look at this. Look how good I am. Look at this. Right. <laughs> look at that stunt. Look at that stunt right there. Look at him. Look at him go. <laughs> it's like, oh man. But uh yeah, man, it was it was entertaining for sure. And now, yeah, you I think it was you that said, you know, what about him versus Keith Lee? You know, and I mean he's the North American champion. Johnny Gargano's a former North American champion. Um, yeah, this this could be fun, especially with Johnny saying, hey, you know, like he's been where Keith Lee, you know, is right now in terms of, you know, doing everything right by the fans and, and pandering to the fans and them chanting, you know, for you, you know, but then where does that get you? It gets you betrayed. It gets you, you know, like it just nowhere really Lord, like right. he. he he just felt hurt by the fans. And, you can hear you know, some that in that too, man. Because he's like, he only works for a little bit too. You know, I'm like, he was, he was being. It seemed like he was being real, being yes. genuine with Keith when he was talking to him into the camera. He was. He, he it, it felt that way for sure. I totally agree. You know, and I, again, I feel like it's just it's so great how they're doing Johnny's turn because for Johnny, he's he's everything he's saying. You can make a case for yeah, he's actually. Say he's telling the truth. You know, it's it's all factual what he's saying. You know, it's just some of the tactics now that he's using to to win. Like again, removing the turnbuckle pad against Dominic Dijakovic. Like you know, that's he's cheating now. You know, so he's just he doesn't care about morality. You know, all heart, no soul. He's he's just he's still passionate about NXT. He's just gonna remake it in his own he and his wife's own image. So that's right. You know, there's there's a lot going on to to Johnny and Candice's story, and I just love the way they're doing it. And and again, just spitting facts. You know, and using the actual truths to get under the skin of his opponents. Now, I think it's it's brilliant. It is, man. Even the segments are too, man. The whole Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, one minute you got the slow jazzy music, and you know the uplifted, upbeat, up tempo from Johnny and Candice, and then as soon as it gets to that center to music, that's when he gets real and hits you with the facts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. So and and it, what was cool, too, about this is they finally on screen acknowledged Mia Yim and Keith Lee. Yeah, like, they did. I don't I don't think they've ever acknowledged that before. But so this was the first time where because they said, look at the company that Mia Yim keeps, you know, and Keith Lee. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Finally, you know, they can they can use that. And it's like, you know, couple versus couple. And this like they're all really talented. They've got great chemistry like. Let's see it. You know, let's see it. I'd be here for, you know, a mixed tag matchup. You know, I think it could be really cool. Um, yeah, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I was excited to, that they acknowledged it on television and we potentially could see that matchup. Um, it's definitely, to me, like, you know, we, we tr- saw them try this on, on Raw with Becky and Seth and that didn't turn out so well. But I feel like, for one, Candice and Johnny, that on-screen, you know, uh, uh, chemistry, uh, you yeah. know, with, with the storytelling works already. That's already there. It is, yeah. Um, my, even my wife, she was, you know, sometimes she doesn't watch wrestling. She watching here and there, but she was watching that segment with me. She was getting a kick out of that. You know, that whole chemistry, <laughs> nice. you know, him just being a supporting husband, same way as being a supporting wife for Candace. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's great, man. Just this, their chemistry is so great. And then, you know, me and Yim and Keith Lee, we'll see how their chemistry goes, you know, if they're on screen together some. But, you know, I have I have a good feeling about how that would go because the both of them, they, they've they got just a, this, a similar swagger to them they that do. I think will will translate very well on screen. So I, I fingers crossed. I've got I've got high hopes for that. But um, that was that's a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Dinner with the Garganos, man. Both Johnny and Candace just laying truths to their future opponents, man. It was really cool. I'm looking um, forward to the future segments of Dinner with the Garganos. Yes, yes. More of that, man. I, I am here for it. I'm here for it. Yes. That couple's great. <laughs> All right, man. So, yeah, we're here, man. I, my unofficial main event, you know, for sure for this night, because it, it featured the Prince, Finn Balor. Um, you know, and his match, man, always Cameron Grimes. It's, it's, it's so funny. Sometimes I just forget his name. Yeah. I'm like, man, sometimes I say not- Cameron James. I'm like, yeah, he's not the director of Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> you mean J- James Cameron, right? Oh, right. James Cameron. Yeah. James Cameron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but we had, yeah. So Cameron Grimes versus Finn Balor. Um, you know, this obviously was a, it was a grudge matchup from last week. Cameron Grimes mentioned Finn Balor's name. Finn Balor wasn't having it. Told him basically keep my name out your mouth and you know, slapped him around a little bit, you know, before Cameron Grimes got the hell out of Dodge. Um, and so this was the matchup. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> basically we had Damian Priest interfere in this matchup and you may be shocked to hear this but i didn't have a problem with this what i actually didn't have a problem with with i am shocked to hear that man yeah so the reason why i'm not interfering i'm not i don't have a problem with him interfering in the matchup is because i think the match with him and finn like finn i'm just anticipating finn beating damian priest i don't have a fear that damian priest is going to beat him but i think in terms of trying to tell a story and trying to help cameron grimes while at the same time giving Finn Balor a story where he can really sink his teeth into, get pissed off at this dude for costing him a loss to Cameron Grimes, of all people. Like, I think <laughs> you, you, you have a pissed off Prince. That is just oh, gold man. for us as an audience. Yes. So Especially I, against I, Damian Priest. Yeah. Doing that stupid arrow pose. Oh, <laughs> man, yeah. He did it again in the ring. You know, I was like, no, man. Don't, 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 don't. But you know, I thought, okay, so he brought out the nightstick, he hit him in the in the leg, and and then you know he he got the chair in the ring, he put it on Finn Balor's neck, sat on it, and told him, you know, basically he really enjoyed this, he, he really enjoyed what he did to him a couple of weeks ago, even more though when he when he jumped him, so saying basically letting us all know it was him that attacked Finn Balor. So that mystery's over. Um, but I, I liked that whole look of, you know, Damien Priest trying to basically take out the prince in order to have his name live in infamy. It fits the story. It fits Damien Priest's whole thing that he tries to do. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, here it just it does make sense, though, yeah. because it's because Finn. it's Finn. It's the prince. It's yeah. the right dude that Damien Priest actually needs. Yes, yes. It, it just it's perfect. Now he should not beat Finn Balor though. Hell no. He sh- he should no, not even by heel beat. tactics. I would not accept that. Even yeah, even because Finn Balor is 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 on a he's on one right now. Like he, I'm just expecting him. It's going to be a good match. They're they're not going to have him squash. Oh no, uh, no, no Damian no, Priest. No. But because there is a no. glaring size difference between the two. Yes, yes, there is, there is, but it just doesn't, it, but with Finn, man, like, his 
overall presence, even though Damian Priest is the bigger guy, Finn's presence, presence is like a large cloud that just you, everyone is in his shadow right now, short of uh, uh, Adam Cole and, you know, Johnny and some of these other big stars. But beyond that, man, psh, yeah, Cameron Grimes, Damian Priest, all these dudes, it's, it's Finn Balor just casts a wide, wide shadow. So, you know, this, this is, it, it's, it's great for everyone involved. Next level shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. I just, I can't wait for how pissed off Finn is going to be. This is going to be fun. Like, this dude, this the dude that jumped me? Dude with the nightstick? The, the, dude? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just want to know, like, oh, how is he going to, he's going to destroy him on the mic. He will. He really is. He he's, will. He will. Oh, God, I can't. You know it's going to happen. And we're going to enjoy it, too. I'm going to enjoy oh, yeah. it to recap it with you and get a good laugh out of it, too. So. Yeah, I am take, I'm taking notes verbatim. I'm coming back with the speech. <laughs> word for word. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, snap. Verbatim. Here we go. Verbatim it's notes be, coming. It's going to be poetry. <laughs> it's going to be poetry. You talk about dropping bars, man. Finn Balor's oh, going to have bars man. for him. Yes. <laughs> Damian Priest will make an extra special episode for this one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With the Ether soundtrack in the back. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, can't wait. Can't wait, man. But, yeah, no, I, I, I did not have a problem with it. I actually, I enjoyed it. You know, it, it, it. It irked me a little bit to see Cameron Grimes pin Finn Balor just a little bit for a second. But then I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? This actually works because, again, you want to push Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes got his ass handed to him, you know, last week. And you, 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 you're trying to build him, too. And he's getting a win off of Damian Priest hitting him in the leg with that stupid nightstick, you know, but... It's like one of those attacks that it debilitates him. It's fine. You know, like I can accept that for Finn. And, you know, for Damien, this is a good person to try to make your name off of. It's not going to work, but it makes sense. So I'm with it. When I saw Finn Balor lose to Cameron Grimes, <laughs> this is exactly what I said. I was like, come on now, Fees. This your greatest NXT champion. Oh, no. <laughs> Takes an L against Cameron Grimes. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, all right, there's no contest for Adam Cole. Adam Cole is officially the greatest NXT champion. Now. Oh, no. You can't. It wouldn't happen on, on Adam Cole's watch. He wouldn't even allow it. He has an awesome team to back him up. So, look at that. This man, wait, uh, I don't even want to open up Pandora's box here. But, but. Watch yourself we, now. <laughs> we did have, we did have Velveteen Dream, when he made his return, just destroy the entire Undisputed Era on his own. I don't know if you remember this, but when he made his triumphant return back to NXT, he basically was on, he was the Hulk. He was like, he just could not be stopped. They all tried to attack him. He was throwing them around. Like, you know, it, it's, it's. They 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 do who's this. this in wrestling. Champion, yeah. Who is the champion? He's the champion now. Well, that's fine, but I mean Finn Balor was I, that I don't I don't see the point there. You know, just because he's champion now, it doesn't doesn't mean anything. Uh, it does it does in my world. <laughs> <laughs> well, when Finn's champion, we'll revisit that and we'll see we'll see how you feel about it then because yeah. Cause, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's happening. Might not get the it's job happening. now. Oh. In NXT, he might, he might 
just go back to Raw now. <laughs> Who, Finn? Yeah. Nah. Hell no. No, 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 no. Finn, we might mean, want revenge against Bobby Lashley now. We got a list. <laughs> Hey, he he would handle Bobby Lashley right now. He would. This he Finn, would. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> I would love to see that now. <laughs> this Finn, oh man, come at the Prince, you best not miss. You beat him and then teabag him right after, like he did Johnny Gargano, dude. Like this Finn isn't playing around. He already sticks out his pelvis when he does the bullet pose. Or what are you? Yeah, what are you right. Telling you to do. <laughs> Warning you right now. Like, look, this is what's about to happen. <laughs> About to get he's nuts in your face, like you better watch out. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. But yeah, man. No, I'm 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 here for this uh this matchup here. Finn Balor, Damian Priest, you know, I think it's it's good for both guys. For Damian Priest, it's another, you know, quality opponent to go against to try to, you know, get more experience, build up his his name a little bit more. You know, in a loss he could still gain something, but he just needs to stay away from the cheesy one liners. You know, and not have you know the what? no, it's impossible. impossible. <laughs> Just what do you, don't do that. Guarantee you'll say that against Finn in a match. Oh, like Finn will have this Hulk moments, like no, impossible. <laughs> oh please, God no. Oh Finn, don't do that. Finn don't respond to that though. Just just keep silent. Don't right. right. Don't say you like won't. yes, impossible. <laughs> like don't <laughs> just don't feed into that. Yes. Just have a confused look. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what? <laughs> what did you just say? Right. <laughs> you need to go back to promo school, kid. What? What you? What you doing, man? Yes. Like, he might hit him with something like that. Mm. Real behind the scenes kind of talk. Just like hit him with something just savage like that. Like, I, I'm telling you, I cannot wait for the promo that Finn is going to drop really? on Damian Priest. That is going to be so it's coming. Good. Oh my god, either is coming. Oh, yep. <laughs> this record is going to be. Oh, man, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Yeah, man. So, yeah, that that's the episode. That's that's the show, you know, for um, for NXT this week. Um, you know, this one, the main event, I felt, you know, it was lacking a little bit, you know, overall. Yeah. I mean, Matt Riddle does his thing. But Timothy Thatcher, we talked about it. Like, he still has some work to do. But, you know, again, surprisingly enough, the Finn Balor moment, you know, I, I think it was good in terms of just the story that it's getting ready to tell right now for, for Finn, for Damian Priest. And it gives a nice push to Cameron Grimes. So nice job yeah, there. Nice. Um, the videos, man, like these video packages were I just just uh, right here now live saw the Undisputed Era Zoom call, which was great. That was awesome. Um, you know, we got to see. <laughs> we <had> to, <laughs> woo, 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 woo. <laughs> It was great, man. It, it was, was great. man. <laughs> <laughs> so just a lot of fun there, man. Uh, the video package for Karrion Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux was awesome with the old school theme from Armageddon, the end. The end is near. Just love it. Love it. Um, you know, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, you know, that was fun. Um, DX uh, showing up and having a little bit of fun, too. That was cool. So, yeah, just, um, you know, overall, they were having fun uh, on this card. It was cool. And congratulations to um, Fabian Eichner, Marcel Bartel, new yeah. tag team champions. Well-deserved, for sure. Um, yeah, a great showing, too, from Tegan Knox in terms of just showing that, hey, she could be potentially the next Becky Lynch. You know, we'll see. Um, but she, we, she definitely showed that aggressive that can lead you to at least get excited about what the future holds for her. Um, Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, next week we're getting that matchup. That'll be real cool. Um, it, it's it's 
So, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Next week's show is going to be something to see for sure. Guaranteed, man. Guaranteed. Yes, I can't wait. I definitely uh, did enjoy some parts of the show, and especially in the beginning, the tag team. Main event here and there. I, I You know what? I actually enjoyed more, probably more of the action, action in the main event uh, because of the whole grappling. Uh, between Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher that actually had some really on-point grappling. That was pretty action-packed for me that I thought was great. Uh, dinner with the Johnny, uh, or Dinner with the Garganos. Give me more. Yes. I want more of that. I love a cocky Gargano. He might actually yes. convince me to be a fan. You never know. Yes. But yes. He, he opened the door. He, had, he, had, he told <laughs> Devin to take a peek. I'm taking a peek right now. You know, to be honest, I did like that. I'm taking a peek. There we so go. Give there me more. Go. Maybe I'll completely open the door and just step in. All right? So we'll see. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Dinner with the Garganos opening the door for Devin to become a Gargano fan. Yes. <laughs> with it. I'm with it. Great job, NXT. Great job, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. You're doing an awesome job. Turning this man's mind around, that, that's saying something. So nice job. Nice job. Oh, man. But, hey, man, tell the people where they can hear us. All the time, man. So you can always check us out on Instagram, Facebook. Reach out to us all the time on Twitter. We're probably most active on Twitter because Twitter is just a whole gigantic marvel of wrestling and nerds all combined in this ultimate wrestling community of a like. So reach us out there at Clark underscore wrestling. And you can hear us all the time on the most popular app, whatever popular app you like to listen to. Uh, it could be Apple, it could be Spotify, you can even reach us up on the web. It's Clark Street Wrestling Podcast, and you can listen to us all the time. Like I said before, we got a lot of wrestling episodes. If you like what you hear, we got a plethora of it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, with that said, that is going to do it for this week's episode. For Devin, I'm Hafiz. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.